0: Do you ever get tired of the same old boring news? Do you ever wish the news was very nearly funny? I know we did. Hi, I'm Gene Person. And I'm Greg Person. And that's why we created Anchor Persons. A news podcast. For people who hate the news by people who hate the news. Every week, we lampoon
1: the laughable thing that journalism has become. We make up facts about your home state. We break stories on the latest in food crime.
2: We take two completely unrelated things and figure out how
0: they're connected. And we keep you informed on the emotional weather. Find anchor persons on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or a completely different podcatcher that you prefer. Will you laugh? no but will you be informed also no anchor persons the only news podcast hosted by persons subscribe today
2: uh Tim I want I want to say something to you What? uh last session you said some some really uncouth things yeah especially about like our wives and giving it to them yeah and I just want to know how was my wife
3: mm-hmm. um handy I, I, I don't know wow okay hmm <laughs>
2: Hansy. All right, at
3: Dog, least I know what I'm getting uh, right I from. should have said handsy. That would have Doggy. made me, uh, much better.
1: Welcome to Brosé, the podcast for those who drink rosé. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me, as they always do, are my bros and Rosé. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten.
2: Hi, everyone.
1: On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from Malvern, Pennsylvania, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. <laughs> Howdy, y'all. Welcome from Malvern, Tim. You moved back home. You
3: son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> I told you, the moment you move is the moment that I'm going to give you the opportunity to be from Malvern, Pennsylvania. So uh, where are you uh, re- reporting to us from right now, Tim? I am reporting from High Point, North Carolina. High Point, okay. That's, that sounds Carolina. sounds lovely. Uh, I'm not going to you know, bring up the fact that you abandoned us again, because I, I, I don't want to do that to myself. <clears throat> be strong. He's strong uh how is uh how is everything going down there
3: uh it's been great everybody is super nice as opposed to the northeast where everyone's an asshole <laughs> great uh, <laughs> like e- even if somebody does something douchey they usually apologize for it which is like unheard
1: of that's a bizarre thing mm-hmm.
3: yeah uh staff is great giant doesn't exist instead we've got harris teeter which harris teeter me. yeah it, it, it's <laughs> giant with a different logo and a different uh, grocery rewards card that requires, like, a background check. Have you met Harris
1: and or Teeter?
3: Uh, I mean, I was roommates with the Teets once.
1: Mm -hmm. A Matthew Teeter. Does that count? Does he run Harris Teeter? Because that's that's (laughs) the primary thing. I I want power. I'm interested in power, Tim. Give me some connections here. Uh, Give me to Mr. Teeter.
3: I mean... I'm friends with the family that prints passports.
1: Oh Jesus! This is this isn't going anywhere. <laughs> what, a, what a colossal <laughs> disappointment! I'm sorry. Uh, I'm
2: not friends with grocery stores. Now, <laughs> <Well, laughs> no Tim. Um, so. I know I already texted you about this, but I want to say it again. Uh, you need to move again. You need to move closer to Wilmington, North Carolina, because Fuck there's off. an event I want to go to in April that's in Wilmington. That uh, I mean, you could go to it too, but I just want to use your house to crash at. It. And you're like three hours away right now. So could you just move closer?
3: I'm sorry that three hours is not better than states. O- oh, wait, no, it is better than being states away. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's
3: right.
1: Yikes. Uh, welcome to the award-winning Brose podcast, available on all major podcasting platforms. If you if you know where to find podcasts, you know where to find Brose. Uh, as you all know by now, the premise of our show is that we answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything, and we do it while enjoying a crisp, delicious glass of rosé. So if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air, you want to email that question to broséquestions at gmail.com. That's broséquestions at gmail.com. But before we get to those questions, we got to discuss what we are drinking. Now, Rich, we are not in person tonight for for a variety of reasons. One of which is that you are, are feeling under the weather, feeling, feeling uh bad, fight fighting off something, and so you are you're not drinking alcohol tonight.
2: Yeah, don't worry. I'm like ninety nine percent sure it's not COVID. It's it came and went within a handful of days. It's actually I'm on, on its way out. Um It's just I was feeling uh, um, uh, scratching a throat, congested, nasally. So I was like, best for me not to be in person. Uh, so I, instead, I'm drinking a plethora of things right now is a Wawa strawberry banana smoothie. I have some green tea. I'm going to have some hot tea, you know, just kind of drowning out whatever this sickness is.
1: That story again, typhoid sweetened feels just fine. <laughs> uh, hope you're feeling better, buddy. Uh, Sean, what are you drinking?
2: I'm drinking
0: a wine that I had before, Alter Dimension, uh, and it. I got it. For uh, we had some friends coming over, and so we bought some rosés, and we didn't get around to drinking this, so it was kind of burning a hole in my refrigerator. So I uh, decided to break it out, and it's as good as it was the first time. It's very, it's just a real nice rosé, good summer, good summer wine.
1: Most excellent. Uh, we're, we're running out of time. The clock is ticking on the summer rosés.
0: Yep.
3: Uh,
1: for for now, Tim, what are you drinking tonight?
3: I am drinking la crema. That's a Monterey 2019 Pinot Noir Rosé, and it is delicious. It says, uh, capturing the unique personality of cool climate vineyards since 1979 in California. 79? Yeah. Uh, it's, It's very good. Uh, it's been a while since I've had a Pinot Noir Rosé, so uh, getting back to what we already know is phenomenal. Is always yeah. good. Right I almost picked up Josh, but I was like, no, I need to get something new. <laughs> no, no, yeah, you don't.
1: Want, yeah, you don't want to be predictable uh, for the show. Uh, I am drinking Ponte, uh, a Vino Verde Rosé uh, that I picked up. My wife and I went to the Outer Banks uh, a couple weeks ago, and what I can only assume will be the last trip we take for. I don't know, for like months, years at this point, who knows? Uh, but uh, but we stopped. There was a, a small wine uh, tasting room uh, right down the street from where we were staying. And they stocked this. And I did I had the option to get a flight of Rosé's and taste them all. But that would have been another fifteen dollars. And that's not how I play ball. Uh, I, what I do now at this point, because I'm a Rosé expert. I read the, the tasting notes for the, the couple of wines that they were featuring, the couple of rosés, and went with this one because it was classified as a semi-dry, uh, as opposed to the other ones, which were a little bit sweeter. So Ponte uh, Vino Verde Rosé, uh, it is definitely semi-dry, uh, I haven't really had a chance to fully appreciate it yet, but so far so good, it's cooling me down, and that's all I can hope for right now.
3: Nice. I was almost hoping for you to be like, I I am an expert. I read the description. I picked out the best wine, except that it uh it tastes like garbage. And I took a sip. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everywhere.
2: Uh, Tim, what's under, you... <laughs> what's under this stick-on label? Huevos
1: yeah. Wemo. <laughs> oh God, that'd be that'd be a I disaster. Mean,
2: there's experts in picking out bad things. So like that is still an expert. You could be my me thing. out of this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. All right, Tim, uh, you have a first round of questions, correct? Yes, sir. Once again, brosequestions at gmail.com if you'd like to have your question answered on the air. But uh, what do we got first?
3: All right, first one comes from Liz, my sister-in-law. Did you ever run away from home when you were a kid? If not, when was the closest you
1: got? I never fully ran away like stay away for a few days and like scare my parents or for a few hours or something like that. The closest I came was I got into an argument with my mom and dad uh, when I was, I don't know, probably 15 and uh, I stormed out of the house and went down the road uh, as far as I was comfortable going, which was like not far because you know, <laughs> route 100 is right down where I was living at the time. So uh, I stopped at a little Creek on uh, right in front of route 100 and just sort of hung out there for like an hour and then uh, I forget if I walked back home or if my mom found me, but again, not far. Not exactly uh, like getting the SWAT chopper out and be like, "Oh, find the blonde kid." Mm-hmm. So uh, it was not. It was not far, and I was, you know, I was, I was being a whiny little brat. What can I say? Because <laughs> it, it was on me. It was on me. Like in retrospect, I was being an asshole. <laughs> How about you guys? Ever run away from home?
0: Um, i've I've done what you did, Matt. Like I went. I just left and went to a playground and like hung out with my friends. Like I just like stormed off. I rode my bike to the playground and then just hung out there for a while and then went home. But I never like fully for like days ran away. Cause yeah. I don't think, I don't think I have that in me. <laughs> I was, that's I wasn't, so bold. And I wasn't that rebellious as a kid.
1: Yeah. You gotta have a plan at that point too. Like that's the thing is like when you want to run away from home, Generally, it seems like a more impulsive decision than is than the actual the consequences of it warrant. Because like you're eventually like boys got to eat, yeah. Gotta, like, you like, got to have next a of friend's steps. house, yeah. Shelter, yeah. Go a friend's house for example. You got to you got to have shelter in some way.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Tim- I don't think that's craziness.
1: Timmy, did you ever run away from home?
3: Uh, I mean, like I feel like all the answers are going to be well, not for days. I don't know anyone who has a child disappeared for days and if you did you're probably a psychopath or like just super smart at a young age and like
1: can plan
3: like most kids can't
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you don't really hear like the I ran away from home and then like the next thing I knew I was like a a great Wall Street stockbroker like, just, yeah, you know, like the high rise <laughs> apartment or something like that. It's typically either you go back home or something has gone awry, unfortunately. Yeah. Not everybody's that guy
3: from Catch Me If You Can. It's just like, oh, I'm living the high life. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely ran away. That's probably like six or seven. Uh, but it, it was a little more uh, than the playground or like a block or, or just outside of Ronda. My neighborhood was kind of was on a hill bunch of townhomes and the entire neighborhood was kind of surrounded by like woods but not like super deep woods uh but enough that if you wanted to go disappear in the woods you could uh so there at the bottom of the hill there was an area in the woods that uh, a friend and i had kind of found some random crap lying around and made like a fort not that there was any actual building but we called it a fort anyway uh, and I just kind of like went down there, uh, for like three and a half hours until uh, I heard people yelling my name, and I was like, oh, I guess I'll go home. Yeah. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like that shit. Now. I
1: found out. <laughs> Pretty much. Rich, you ever run away from home?
2: No, uh, never. Not even, like, I don't even think ever to the extent of, like, I got down the block and was like, oh, this stupid, and turned around and went back. Like, um, yeah, it's if if there were times that I got like angry enough, I it was more so like I need to go for a walk, and I went and walked it off or whatever. But I, I never like plotted out like here's some clothes, put it in a bag, and I'm leaving. Um, but to just bring uh some some little a little silly story to this, uh my dog ran away from home once. Not my dog; it was my parents' dog named Bo. Um and so like we were all we all met up for uh this is in the before times and we were able to meet up for uh eagles games and so we all met up to watch the eagles game and my mom's getting ready to feed her dogs and we're like bo bo where are you bo and can't find him we all start freaking out we start walking all around town like spent at least an hour and a half to two hours looking for this dog still couldn't find the dog um to so the point that, like, my mom was calling the police, saying, like, putting a missing animal report, or whatever, like, doing everything she could. We put it all over Facebook, um, and then my mom's like, "Oh, I still need to feed Keisha." Opens the closet door, and out comes Bo from the closet. <laughs> uh, so he didn't actually run away from home, but uh, then my niece just starts yelling, "Bobo came out the closet!" So, Hey yeah, aggressive um, dog. <laughs> oh yeah, it was. He was it was a silly silly instance, but Bo he he used to uh, fall asleep very heavy. So, uh, but for me, running away from home never. My dogs they have, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you guys know any friends who ran away from home? Like legit, did the did the deed?
0: Um, I don't think so because I think you have to have like a really specific home life mm-hmm. to run away. Like it has yeah. to be pretty bad. I think we are all like our parents are crazy, but in like a endearing kind of way within
1: the acceptable bounds of crazy yeah 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 Yeah. that's that that is the thing i feel like my brother
3: might have at some point but i also can't remember a specific instance it just sounds like something his dumbass would do
1: (laughs) uh... so he's he's capable of it it's within his it's within his toolbox
3: i mean with all the other shit he's done it wouldn't surprise me
2: uh Uh, what what do we we... got next him oh rich do you have something else when uh, when my brother was in college um, a friend of his who lived in Collingswood with us uh, lived um, lived with his mom and his mom started dating seeing someone who moved in and he didn't like this person so he left that house and then moved in with us but they were college age so that's not really running away from home that's moving out but it's still kind of in the same vein like he wasn't he didn't like this person and didn't get along with this person. So he made the better choice to just leave. But eh, uh, close enough. All right, what's
1: next, Tim?
3: Next question. Uh have you ever witnessed a
1: crime? Yeah, the Eagles beat the shit out of the Patriots <laughs> in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Damn! Called the cops right then and there. It's like I'd like to report a manslaughter. Uh have I witnessed a crime? I'm sure I've witnessed crimes. I'm sure I, I, I worked at a grocery store where people shoplifted all the time. Not, not like customers, like the employees uh, no. would walk out with like just pockets full of batteries uh, on, on, a, on a semi-regular basis. You know, technically, if you've seen somebody speeding, you've seen a crime technically. <laughs> so yeah. I guess what I, the, the spirit of the question seems to be, have you seen like a big boy crime in action?
3: I mean, even if even if
1: I did, snitches get stitches. They yeah, do. true, <laughs> true. They do. Yeah. I, I admire they you uh, holding up your neighborhood before all else, Tim. Any crimes? Any I don't know shoplifting. Uh, I don't know, vi- scary enough violent crimes. Any assaults or? I feel like I, I I feel I feel like this is this is a trap where I'm just like, yo guys, tell me what you got. <laughs> tell me what you got. You seen anybody beat anybody up every every now and then? I mean no, I've def- I, I've definitely seen people get the
3: shit beat out of them.
1: hmm uh, but that yeah, was I've mostly been to sports sporting games. school. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean I've yeah, I've been to Lincoln financial field. I mean <laughs> Yeah. Come on.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah, I've seen I've seen people get kicked out of sports games and stuff like that, but mm. Um, to the extent of like, outside of that, um, uh, a, a, a cop pushed my brother down onto the ground once for no reason at all.
1: That's not crimes qualified immunity, Rich. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, we were, we were Get your at, shit it, together. Was,
2: it was, yeah. uh, it was live eight and we were trying to leave after Lincoln park. And so we went all the way to, for some reason, instead of turning around and going back, We went to the front, and there was, like, this barricade that you could jump, and there was a walking path. And so everyone jumped it, and I was the last one to jump. And, like, I was having trouble jumping because I'm a big guy, and I have stubby legs. Um, And so the cop is, like, telling me, you gotta go, you gotta go. He's like, I'm waiting for my brother, and then I'll go. And the cop's like, no, you have to go now, and shoves him. Shoves him to the ground. And the cops like, or my brother's like, I'm waiting for my brother right there. And then I shout to both. of them like, just go. I'll find my way home. So it's like 13, 14 year old me walking around in this large mm-hmm. crowd at Philly trying to find a way out. Trying to also find my brother. It was,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it was pretty nuts.
1: Yeah. Shouldn't have been illegally walking around as a 14 year old then, Rich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. For yeah. shame. It's,
1: it's a tough crime that you witnessed on your own. Yeah, Sean, got anything?
0: I have never witnessed a crime. I've witnessed her- sexual harassment. Yep. I saw a dude. Mm. I saw. I think I talked about this before. When I saw a dude undo a, a girl's bra, like in Maybe. she was she was a waitress. It was when it was when we went to Duquesne for homecoming. It was on. Oh, that at happened the porch. then. Yeah, it was at. Uh, at the porch a dude came in and undid one of the waitresses bras
1: oh lovely and i was that's and why like, i do remember this i do remember this now. yeah
0: and i was like and i feel bad about it because i didn't do anything but like uh that's a crime yeah <laughs> you're not allowed Absolutely. to do that
1: <laughs> yeah generally frowned upon
3: i i think that's how this story came up before was it was uh was because you felt bad for not doing anything mm.
0: yeah 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 mm.
3: Do we do we count uh, dealing weed as a crime? In, oh,
0: I've seen that too. I've been <laughs> yeah, de- it is I mean, a crime. Yeah. Been dealt weed is that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I witnessed somebody else. I was the beneficiary of a crime that. I yeah, watched. So much,
2: yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like I've, I've. My high school was a smoke-free high school. You were not allowed to smoke on campus. I've seen people smoking both cigarettes and weed on campus at high school. I'm like, that's Ooh. not really worth mentioning I, I was—I
1: sort of saw a drug deal go down uh, we in at Duquesne uh, in Pittsburgh we I went around uh, for a couple of nights with the St. Vincent de Paul Society um, we were handing out like sandwiches and stuff and uh, at a certain point I guess they weren't expecting a bunch of like well-to-do college kids being like oh well, let's go help the community and, and, uh, and they're like this one person who was like observing the the exchange to make sure nothing weird happened saw us coming and like went and like was clearly trying to like keep our attention towards him and not towards the you know the drugging the criming that was going on <laughs> the uh, just a couple the of streets away uh and uh, he's like what's going on you, you're, you're giving out sandwiches that's real interesting and, and, and after he left we were like yeah that was that was a that was a thing, right? He was running running <laughs> interference on us, so, so we we saw the cover up. I'll put it that way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, any other crimes you guys have witnessed? Uh, I've seen people the get their their, their their um like if they bring like a box of wine onto the beach and mm-hmm. you know that you're not allowed to have like open container at that particular beach, you see him get it slashed or uh, or dumped out or something like that. I've seen that before, but this you know it's nonsense, non crimes basically.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: That's
2: always heartbreaking. I, I, yeah. I roomed with people at Magfest one year who were on coke. Um, mm. that was not a fun experience.
1: So what was the crime?
2: Uh, I, I mean, it was they, they too were many, too many people from, in one hotel room. They, 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 yeah, there was it was like twenty five people in the hotel. It was yeah. I mean, that's
1: fun. also a crime. Yeah, it,
2: it is. <laughs> but like that's that's normal for yeah. for uh, an that's a normal crime. Who yeah. cares? That's a normal. Like, si- crime, like
1: yeah. sixteen people in an elevator, like doing cocaine, it's, and they open up, and the officer's like, "Hey, three thousand pound limit." I yeah. think
2: I think that year that room had twelve, at least at least ten to twelve people in that room. Mm. Um, it was it was the last time I ever roamed with those people. Trust me.
1: The
3: crime was lack of deodorant. Yeah.
2: Oh, oh
3: yeah. <laughs> oh, crime
1: yeah. was excessive speed stick. Okay. Uh, was it ready for the next one?
3: Uh, have you ever clogged a toilet in an embarrassing situation?
1: I, I defy somebody to name it a, a non-embarrassing situation where they've clogged the toilet. Because even I mean, if like I'm home, home alone, alone and I do it, I'm still like, oh, God, what a dipshit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm I'm embarrassed,
1: like, I'm embarrassed because I saw it happen. I'm always kind of proud when I do.
0: <laughs> you know like i'm always like hell yeah. i have a champion shitter yeah, yeah i'm just yeah. so good at pooping
1: yeah i fucking owned this toilet <laughs> just annihilated it yeah uh I, i'm sure i've done it at parties it's usually I, I think anytime i've i've done it and it's a problem it's usually been fortunate enough to be at a family gathering so it's not like a bunch of strangers it's like you know my mm-hmm. aunts and uncles who mm-hmm. saw me running around in diapers when i was younger uh but Nothing where I've had to be like, have to like, you know, like close the door to the bathroom and then have to go to somebody like, don't go in there. I got to solve this and like knife (laughs) through the party and like try to find the host and be like, I've I've got got a situation here. We need to take care of this. Never had that before, but I've certainly uh, done it at like family gatherings. Anyone else with an embarrassing story?
0: Not that I can think of. No, I I clogged a toilet at a, uh, well, I didn't do it. Someone clogged the toilet Mm -hmm. in a public restroom. And so I flushed because I just peed. So I flushed the toilet and it just immediately overflowed. And I was just and there was but there was a drain in the in the floor. So I was just like, you know what? Not my
2: problem. It's not my problem. (laughs) (laughs) Nice.
1: Yeah. Uh, How about you, Rich?
2: Yeah. I don't think I ever clogged the toilet in barracks. Like unless I was like under seven years old and like, I, I don't remember that at this point if I did. Um, yeah, not, not, not as far as I can remember.
1: Timmy. Yeah. Uh,
3: definitely not. Or at least not that I can remember. If I did, it would probably be some sort of house party, but nothing is striking up. Uh, cause <laughs> I, I have an extreme, uh, aversion to taking a shit at not my own house. Mm. Mm-hmm. so i actively avoid uh taking a dump anywhere that's not my own home
1: what about work
3: uh, yeah i mean every so often I, i'll i'll get stuck where it's like this that that buddy's burger is coming out this is Man, happening you, right you're there now. for
1: like you know nine ten hours a day mm-hmm. it's it's a pretty long stretch of time to to bank on not having to do that
3: yeah uh no so I've, I've never had the embarrassing situation of clogging in a toilet usually just somebody walking in and going what the fuck died <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's all different and
1: that's about it there you go there you go uh well then what do we got next Tim?
3: all right from one mr brian everett are you going to the hella megator I'm not
0: no the hella megator just passed it's...
2: through philly yeah was, that was, uh, like, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, something like that? It was two weeks ago. Um, it was my yeah. last
0: day. Mm.
2: Right. And it's I think it, it probably already was in Hershey, or it's going to be in Hershey mm. in a few Oh, weeks. I was thinking of Hershey. It, it was in
3: Hershey on uh, the 13th. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: My I mean, uh, That was my last day at work, and my boss is like, well, enjoy your last day. I will not be here, because I will be... Going to the tour and getting uh, obliterated. And I was like, "Cool, send me videos."
2: <laughs> nice. Uh, I, I have friends who did go. I didn't. I didn't go myself, mm-hmm. um, but I, I wish I did. Like that looked like such a great show. And apparently in Philly, they uh, they put new tickets up like a, uh, a month before the show at like a lower level for like one hundred and twenty bucks or something like that, or sixty. No, it was like sixty bucks a seat. It was like really good seats Mm mm-hmm and who who was it was it it was green day fallout
0: boy and weezer
2: green day fallout boy weezer uh the interrupters and someone else i think Mm
1: -hmm. i
3: don't
1: know yeah yeah i did not go i also knew people who went um frankly i i I waffled on it last year when it was supposed to be august of 2021 i was still kind of on the uh, no 2020 excuse me uh time time is a flat circle uh, the, uh, the, the tour was supposed to be August, 2020. And back in like fall 2019, uh, I was, I was waffling on whether or not to go. And, and like, look, I've never seen green day. I've never seen fallout boy. I've seen Weezer a couple of times. Uh, you know, it would have been, it would have been a fun show. It looked like a blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm also, you know, I'm good on those bands. Like I, I, I if I don't see green day or fallout boy, I think I will, I will manage uh, at that <laughs> yeah. point. There are there are certain bands where I'm like, boy, I'd really like to see, see, uh, see like a- a- Andrew WK again, or I'd really like to see Coheed again, or, or like a, even a band that I've never seen. Like I, I there are certain bands I'd like to see for the first time more than I would like to see Green Dan Fall Out Boy for the first time.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. where I'm at with it. Yeah. It's, it, there's, especially with like, say Weezer, like I don't mm-hmm. ever need to see Weezer again. I think I saw him twice at Firefly. Yeah. Never, never need to see him again. Cause they play the same stuff. Uh, and it's like same with like, uh, like, Fallout Boy and, and Green Day. Like, if you see them once, you see them a million times. Because they're so big now that that's all they play is their hits.
1: Do you guys uh, hear Weezer's cover of Enter Sandman?
0: No. No,
2: but
3: I'm about to Google it.
1: It somehow has worse production value than the original song from 30 years ago. <laughs> what? Somehow, someway. It just sounds crummier. Uh, yeah, but it's... Whatever. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've, I've, I've done enough on Weezer on this show. Uh, Tim, what do we got next? Next up, what seemingly innocent
3: thing, concept, or group is pretty much a cult?
1: Welcome Man, got- to Brosé, the podcast for those who do Bros. Um,
0: Mary and I were talking about this, and we came down on uh breastfeeding groups yeah because not so like i don't want to i don't want to shit talk breastfeeding mothers too much because i'm a man and nah, get th- on this it. Is, this isn't my lane no they've been uh, riding
1: too high for too long Sean. <laughs> <laughs>
0: get but but they are like they're like really Pushy. they're they're re- they're really shitty when you when people can't breastfeed, like there are, Mm -hmm. there are legitimate medical reasons or just like, you know, the mom has to work and just can't pump for whatever reason. Like there are reasons that you can't breastfeed and have to use formula, but these people are like full on crazy and like, like full on will just shame you if, if you're like even kind of off their, what they perceive as the correct right track because there are like a bunch of ways to raise a baby (laughs) we all yeah it's not it's not so cut and dry as Mm -hmm. these mom it's mom groups in general it's not just breastfeeding groups it's mom (laughs) groups moms in general they mom groups on facebook are absolutely insane
2: are 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 you telling me i can't just open a book and read it and know how to raise a child
0: Uh, you could you could do that Hmm. and it's and you can you can and here's the thing though we have to you're you're gonna make mistakes because that's what people do Mm -hmm. uh and that's okay but mom groups do not feel that way Mm -hmm. if you make any mistakes they will jump down your throat and shame you shame you like to the to to next week it's it's really Mm -hmm. really disgusting (laughs) shame yeah
3: tim uh, I I was going to go for a real spicy take and say, uh, Catholicism. <laughs> Just be an asshole. Boy. Ooh. All right, Christopher Hitchens, relax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but like, honestly, I'm not going to say Catholicism as a whole, but pretty much any branch of <sighs> any branch of most christian religions that i've interacted with you always end up with like a distinct group of them that is just they're, they're garbage people and essentially they're doing what sean said is like you're not following the letter of this bullshit law that isn't actually in the bible but i added it myself ah, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff like that so uh there's, I'm there's sure something like that
1: it. in every, in every whether it's Christian. I have much more exposure to the Christian religions than I do most others. But, uh, but there's you get that in pretty much every branch of it. Like I've met plenty of of uh, you know like like uh, like Protestant Protestant Christians and and Catholic Christians who are just normal by the book people. And then I've met the people who are like, yeah, I used to like Alice in Chains until I found out about how like you know how much they hate God. Uh, and then I have to <laughs> then you have to slowly back away from those people. Yep. <laughs> uh, Rich, any innocuous looking groups that are actually cults?
2: Pretty much any Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm part of a Coheed and Cambria Facebook page, and I'm just like, some of the things I see people say, because, like, especially if you agree with someone, it's just straight up cult mentality, gang up on that person and just, like, any groups that you're in on Facebook, there is that, like, higher than thou we're the best, like, It's just Facebook groups, just all of them, Mm -hmm. every single one of them, Mm. minus actually including the brose podcast Facebook.
1: No, especially the brose podcast (laughs) in particular.
2: Look, we're have we drink wine. What is that? Just fermented Mm. Kool Aid. So,
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) none, yeah. This is a lukewarm take, uh, but I would say, uh, any groups of people over the age of let's say 25 who are part of a insert K-pop band name here, army (laughs) Mm -hmm. at a certain point, it's not just, Hey, this is don't yuck my yum. This is my release and everything like that. You can invest like BTS is a publicly traded company. Now, did you guys know that? Like, Like, and, and, and they're getting, uh, this, this, this happened, you know, six or seven months ago. It's not like a brand new story, but, they they became they, they they had a like a public release for stock, and they were it, it, I don't know if they crashed a the site or something like that, but they interviewed all these these like kids and then like young adults were like yeah I'd like to invest in BTS why what makes you think that this, is a, <laughs> this is a once it's 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 <laughs> lunatic behavior and it's not just a a fun slight, oh that's the K pop yeah they're 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 a goddamn cult. Their, their slavish uh, commitment to to this is, is crazy.
3: Ridiculous. Yeah. Um and also the band isn't a publicly traded thing, but their their comp uh, the their label is a publicly traded
1: they thing. They are marketing yeah. it though as As BTS. Of course invest in BTS. Yeah. That that is the thing. Which is you know what? The exact kind of spin I'd put on it if I was a cult leader.
3: I mean it sounds like it's a uh, a dynamite plan god damn it Tim don't don't succumb. A, don't succumb
1: don't succumb resist it's a, it's a great song. Uh, no. okay, all right any, any other innocuous actual cults no but brose questions at gmail.com uh, <laughs> if, if you want to suggest <laughs> your cult or or let us know exactly how we are behaving in cult like ways right. what was that
2: what was that again brose what
1: brose oh, uh, brosequestions at gmail.com okay, okay. brose yep. at gmail.com what's next uh,
3: so we next up we got a heavy hitter coming in from Brian everett what are you feeling like in terms of the events in afghanistan
1: hmm this is a heavy one huh this is it's been a interesting couple weeks mm-hmm. i i feel like I have stepped into a time warp because we, a lot of the same voices that got us into Afghanistan are now on TV saying it's a bad idea that we're we're getting out. It's 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 difficult to have a nuanced opinion on it, but here's here's the best of crack I'm going to take at it. Um, the idea that like it, it seems like the basic problem was for us leaving the if after. Okay, I'll just yeah here here here's my point. It's good that we got out. It sucks that it happened the way it did. But here's the problem is there was always going to be a problem with leaving. There was always going to be a circumstance where, you know, when we leave, it's not going to be the ideal time. And that's how you wind up staying there for 20 goddamn years. Uh, It's it's awful that there are people there that are United States citizens and, and even Afghanis that that help the United States. It's awful that they are that they are still there based on actions that we took, but it is not solely because of actions that have been taken in the last six weeks. In part, it is, but it's not the whole thing. It's also just because we should have been there for 20 years. It's also because we've been trying to train up an army for 20 years and we haven't done it successfully. It's because uh, a lot of people there justifiably see it as a paycheck instead of you know us being able to successfully instill some sort of national identity and national pride the way that we were with the United States Army. They don't have that the Afghan army right now. And that's that's fine. It's not their job to have that. Uh, It's our we're instilling that because we want to try and nation build and we want to have our identity on theirs and all that good stuff. Basically, I'm glad we're out. It sucks that the, the circumstances that have led to it, but it was a better late than never situation. I'm glad that that the war is done. I'm glad we're not wasting lives there anymore. I'm glad we're not wasting money there anymore, because I don't know if you guys know this. uh, There's a lot of other stuff we could be successfully putting that money towards here in the United States that we're not going to be putting towards uh, Afghanistan anymore, whether that's uh, building up our our cybercrime defenses, whether that's uh, reinvesting it in infrastructure uh whether that's giving it back to united states citizens who could helping use it our helping our veterans helping the veterans that uh, that beat up the beat the, the hell va that that could always use uh, additional efficient spending um yeah so that's my scattershot take on it and I, I apologize if it seems insensitive in any way but i'm fucking glad we're out
3: yeah it, it's it's a hard topic to be sure there there's a lot involved and uh I've- been a popular topic on tiktok the last couple weeks (laughs) sure. Um, Mm -hmm. and there's actually several uh veterans that i follow and it's been interesting to see their takes which have largely been very similar um in that they can't come there's no one solid answer there just isn't it's been too long it's too complex uh to have just one solid answer Mm -hmm. and asking for a better solution or a perfect solution mm. is just pretty much unrealistic.
1: When uh, would the right time be? Yeah, and and the answer, another three weeks.
3: We, yeah, mm-hmm. in my opinion, we were there too long. Uh, and there was a period of time where I just wasn't paying attention to it. Mm. And then like, yeah, and we're still in Afghanistan. I was like, what we, I, I thought we were done in Afghanistan and we were just in Iraq. What do you mean? We're still in fucking Afghanistan. Uh, because I just didn't pay attention. So, I, uh, it's really difficult to, because some people were trying to flip it as, uh, as soon as we tried to leave, uh, they just went in and took over. It, mm. it wasn't a fucking coup. Essentially, we are like, here you go, Afghani government, mm. have your country back. Mm. And they just went, okay, and then mm. turned around and gave it away. Mm-hmm. When they gave Sounds it away. like and a also, George Michael song. Well,
1: and that's the other thing is like, <laughs> it, 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 as soon as they don't have the funding of the U.S. Army, and as soon as they don't have the 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 culture that was established, that the whole point of us being there for twenty years is we're going to instill American values, and we're going to instill you know our sense of military pride and our sense of national pride and everything like that. Didn't work. Didn't work. It's a mm-hmm. completely different culture, and the the people who are in the army in Afghanistan, based on the the again the the limited amount that I've read. Uh, which is the best way to have an opinion on this? Uh, but the the army there—they see it as a paycheck. You know, they don't see it as a—you know, this is my calling—is to be in the army. They—they see it as a paycheck, and as soon as the paycheck stopped coming, well, dude, who cares? Sign me up for the paycheck in the next regime, then, even if they're they're a terrible fucking regime like the Taliban is. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, sign me up for that. So it's it's again it's it's a it was a fool's errand for us to think that we could do this, and the fact that in twenty that we. It's like – I was talking about this with, with my with my therapist earlier today. I get fr- I get frustrated because I can run for like a month straight and I feel like I make no progress. And then when I take a break for a week and come back, it feel like I haven't run for like six years. And that's yeah. kind of what this felt like in a much different way. It was like we've been there for 20 years and in three months, it's gone. It's like we yeah. weren't even – it's like we were never there.
3: And, and a lot of people – or, or a lot of sources have essentially been like, we kind of always knew this was going to happen. We just thought it was going to take longer. Mm-hmm. Uh which is the fact that that was even a not like the thought process is just like, then why were we even there as long as we yeah. were? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sure there's some ridiculous reason. I but it doesn't that's really matter.
1: Yeah. So there's all those military but, contractors.
3: Like, did some good come out of it? Um women's rights and stuff like that over there Mm. yes absolutely those are good things um and seeing how they might change it'll be interesting to see how that unfurls the death loss of life and everything that's happening right now that's absolutely terrible and that's absolutely horrible Mm. and my heart hurts but also we're not the world police Mm. we can't afford to be Mm -hmm.
1: I think uh, to the extent that we have a responsibility at this point, it's to accept refugees. Correct. Like, that, that, that's and, the way that you accept responsibility for this is like, you don't have to be the world police. You don't have to be the one who interferes. Like there's some sort of American exceptionalism still that I believe in. But the exceptionalism at this point is take the goddamn refugees, accept uh, some people mm-hmm. from the country that you that you sat in and then just left the power vacuum in, yeah. uh, except some of the refugees who are trying to get out of there. Uh, yeah. Philadelphia just had a bunch of them land in in in, uh, in Philly Airport last week. And they've shipped them out to Camden and a couple other towns nearby. Uh, take, take, you know, accept the refugees, support them, volunteer. If you're if you're capable of taking one in at home, take one in at home. But at the very minimum, donate some money to help some of the shelters that are trying to uh, mm-hmm. stock up and keep these people. Yeah, sorry, I, I've yep. been yammering a lot. Uh, Sean, Rich, one of you guys, jump in.
2: It's 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 a difficult topic. It it, it is something that like. There, I don't think there is a right or wrong answer to, I like, it's just, it's, we obviously shouldn't have been there, um, uh, the, 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 uh, YouTube channel Some More News did a really good hour-long episode this week about Afghanistan, um, and something I did not know, that Taliban offered up Bin Laden, like, shortly after nine eleven. Which was the whole reason we went there. But Bush said no. So, uh, this is 100% from learning that. Like, I was never totally in on the war as a child, and then, like, on something Tim said where he didn't even realize we were still in Afghanistan. That was the problem, is how many mission accomplishes have we had over the past 20 years that we didn't even know we were still there? Like... Bush had a mission accomplished uh, ceremony. Uh, uh, Obama celebrated killing bin Laden. But like, I didn't, I too didn't, like, why are we still there? Hmm. If Mm -hmm. mission was accomplished, it's just, it, it, none of it really makes sense. And uh, agreeing with you guys, like, if you knew that this was going to happen, whether it's going to happen in a day, a month or a year, why did we last that long? You delayed the inevitable, then spent so much money, wasted so many people's lives, for the same outcome.
3: Sorry, I, I just to follow up. The, the the whole they offered up Bin Laden was slightly taken out of context. They, if we could prove he was guilty, we they were going to offer him up. Which the Guardian sh- article, yeah. I, no, i've written a couple of them yeah. i started at the guardian and i kept going but so it's a nice headline mm. bush rejected it it's like mm. yeah because regard. it's one of those things that regardless of what we would have tried to prove they would be like no mm. i mean just look at uh, fuck it what was the regime that killed the reporter whose name i can't remember because i'm a fucking uh, idiot. saudi arabia yeah,
1: mm-hmm. just look at Saudi Arabia. We can fucking prove it, and they're just like, "No, we didn't." Yeah, you no. Know, to be clear, uh, Bush and Cheney, as as evidenced by Iraq, did not need a lot of excuse to go and invade a country mm-hmm. and try and enact regime change mm-hmm. or anything like that. Okay. Uh, but also, uh, we, no, no, under under no uh, circumstances the Taliban, a a wine and roses like completely transparent organization yeah. that, that had the best of intentions. And,
3: and- and we were already there, so this was like, "Please stop blowing us up." Yeah. If like, but we'll talk to you, and if you can prove it was him, we'll give him to you. It's like Sean, that, any- That's not really how a negotiation works. No,
1: uh, Sean. Any other thoughts on uh, Afghanistan?
0: Uh-huh. You
3: guys finally we
1: did it after three years <laughs> in the yeah. Brose Podcast. Sean, your thoughts on Afghanistan?
0: <laughs> you guys did a really good job of encapsulating how I feel about it. I think we we were there too long. Um, it's, it, it is unfortunate how it's going down, I guess, but it's, it had to happen eventually. So, I mean, it's, we were there for 20 years. We've spent like mission, the mission was accomplished when we got bin Laden, essentially. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not, it's not, it has never been America's place to try and enact democracy Mm. elsewhere in the world. Like it's not, it's not what we, that's not what we should be doing. Like we're not an empire. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't be. And uh, it's, we overstepped for a very long time and spent a ton of money that could have been invested, uh, invested in like in the, in our borders, basically. So it's just, uh, yeah, it just sucks, and I think we gotta just keep accepting refugees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is this,
1: this yeah. is always gonna look bad. Uh, whichever president decided to ultimately do this, uh, you know that Biden's yeah. done. Yeah, I, I do Biden's think it's
0: m- it's hypocritical of Republicans to be like, look at this mess Biden created. But it's like, no, it's, it's nah, dog. Yeah, it was it was it's, gonna hurt.
1: Eventually. Yeah, look, look, it's it's thing is off the rip band aid. Certainly, there's a there's tactical things that that I'm sure Biden and, and his organization could have done differently. And Biden has not had a perfect uh, first term by any stretch of the imagination. In my mind, I'm giving him points for this one. He's ended the longest running war in America, mm-hmm. uh, finally, and, and he's gonna have some egg on his face because this the optics on this at first blush don't look good. But I would also caution people who are going on to who are watching TV news and seeing pundits go on the air and say that this is, you know, this is a bad decision by Biden for a variety of reasons. Uh, look into who they are. Uh, look into uh, what was it Ari Fleischer. Whenever like Ari Fleischer decides, uh I think of the right one? No. Yeah. Fleischer. Uh, if Ari Fleischer's on TV being like, yo, uh, there's a bad move by Biden to get out of Afghanistan. Look, look him up. Look up his background. Look what he does. And then, yeah. uh, then come to me and, and see that he's doing this in good faith.
3: <laughs>
1: Anywho. Um, anyway. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Tim, uh, move, <laughs> move moving on to Iraq. Right? Uh,
3: no, <laughs> moving on to the, the hurricane that demolished a whole lot of places. Oh, man. Ooh, man. Uh, so we want to take a moment to mention the GoFundMe, the Crossroads and Mullica Hill Tornado Fund. Uh, this was a yep. town in... New Jersey. Jersey. What? Harrison Township, New Jersey. That's what I was trying to find. Mm. Uh, that was horribly, horribly devastated by uh, the hurricane that came, or tornado, not hurricane, duh, uh, the tornado that uh, rampaged through the area earlier this week as of the time of this recording. Yes. Uh, So we will provide a link for that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Please reach out, donate, and if you have other areas near you that were also ravaged by this tornado, uh, reach out, help people.
1: That was a wild storm, man.
2: It was. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, so that that tornado that we are plugging the GoFundMe for that location is about f- t- fifteen minutes from me and Sean. About twenty to twenty five minutes from from Matt. Like it was close. Like, mm-hmm. and it it was. There was I think in New Jersey, in just like our general like two ninety five corridor area, uh, like three or four tornadoes that hit down. In southern New Jersey, it was nuts. Um, so, like, our hearts do definitely go out to anyone that was affected, uh, anyone who was flooded. The friggin' Vine Street Expressway in Philly was a lake for a day. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it was, it was an insane storm.
3: Mm. Yeah, that's like four stories and a couple miles of just water. Mm. Yeah.
1: They're still pumping it this morning. They, they might still be doing yeah. it now. Uh, uh, They're still pumping I, out like 2,500 gallons an hour or something like that.
2: I think from what I heard around like 3 or 4, they were cleaning up the mud. They, were, they had power washers cleaning up the mud. So the expressway should probably be open by tomorrow. Probably? I yeah. don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, New York had its first, like, flash flood warning in, mm-hmm. like, ever yeah, the other man. night. Uh, <laughs> it's it's yeah.
2: wild seeing the videos of, like, the water coming up out of the grates in the subway systems.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Crazy. Fox 29 had the rude as, uh, rude as hell. Hey, we have a picture of Ben Simmons leaving Philadelphia, and there was a picture of a dumpster floating down the river. Uh, <laughs> just rude as shit. Uh. <laughs> but are
3: they wrong?
1: No, they're not. They're not. (laughs) Uh,
3: What do we got next, Tim? All right. Next up, have you ever been an audience participant in in an improv show? Have you even been to an improv show? I think I've been to like one.
0: I've been to a couple. Yeah. But I've I've never been an audience participant. But I I do remember we went to – my family and I went to an improv show in Boston and – test kept yelling out suggestions, and they kept acknowledging her, but then not using them <laughs> <laughs> like, like she kept she kept like yelling out very specific like firefly references oh, and the guy the guy on stage would be like, I understand what you're saying, but we can't nobody else will <laughs>
1: like I get it, just like nodding to her and going like, oh, there you go like just over and over again, <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't. No one knows who Captain Tight Pants is. Stop it. <laughs> That's rough. How old was Tess? At the Tess time?
0: was uh, probably like 15 or 16. Oh, okay. All right. Like, it's not
1: like, like yeah. a little, little kid necessarily. No, you know, she, like... was,
0: she was she a little old. Yeah. I, yeah. I,
2: I, I'll be honest, Tess. I would have no problem with you chiming in on your thoughts of this point if you want to say something about it. Tess, <laughs> you are not to speak on this podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just Rules modulate rolls?
2: your voice. Um... Uh, yeah. Just drop it an octave and a half.
1: <laughs> uh, so, uh, I, so I've been a one. I, I was not a participant in it. Uh, it was like they, they, the, the show they wound up doing was like a brief musical uh, about it was an improv musical about like a, a like a fast food store wars, but like treating it like actual warfare. Like it was like freaking apocalypse now, but between McDonald's and Barbies or something. Uh, there were there was like four audience suggestions and they all came at the beginning. I did not give any of them.
2: Hmm. Um, I have been to um medieval times several times, and they've never thrown a flag at me or a rose or ever acknowledged me at all whatsoever. <laughs> How dare um, they? I am, I am the I loudest... times
1: as improv comedy. I've never been.
2: It's it's not improv at all. It's very scripted, but there are points where, like, the mm. knights pick a maiden in the uh, in their section and throw roses generally to the kids or whatever. But, like, I'm the loudest one in the area, just shouting to my knight, I want a rose.
1: No, hold on. I, break down the thing this, is, this, this scene for me again, Rich, because what you've said is that they usually give it to, like, the kids that are there. Like, you know, the you know, 5, 10, 15, you know, 12-year-olds. And instead, we've got a 30-year-old Rich 30-year-old Sweeten year old. just bellowing. Flag!
2: <laughs> I'd be like, the I'm shouting. I'm just, I'm just shouting, like, Green Knight! Green Knight! Like, just... <laughs> trying to get him to throw me the rose i just yeah. i thought it it would be the funniest thing ever mm. um but besides i mean besides if you're calling him
3: green knight you don't even know his name yeah it's i real.
2: mean they, i, I wouldn't would give what everyone, you a rose either you're buying that's dinner what everyone first calls he's him. He's, i don't think they do give them names <laughs> maybe i'll try calling out his their name next time yeah maybe instead uh, of
1: talking rich how about you listen <laughs>
2: uh besides that there was one time i went to just an open mic and uh some i we were it was me and a friend a lady friend and we weren't dating we weren't together but one of the guys was like one of the comedians looked directly at us like how about you how how who's this is this your girlfriend and i was just like i don't know how to answer that (laughs) and so i just froze and then they just continued with their set
1: Mm. Mm. uh tim have you have you gone to an improv show before Nah, no, nah, nah. yeah. Hmm. I would like to go to more. Uh, the first one I went, the the one I went to was in Philly, and it was just a couple of, I think it was just a couple of months before, uh, you know, all this. Uh, so I've not been, I've not been back since. Uh, they, they look fun. They look fun enough. Do yeah, some improv. I, I... I like to think we do. We do a modicum of improv here on the award winning Bros Day podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you know, it'd be nice to to see some other people practicing the craft. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
2: no, no, but um. Yeah, I think I think I would love to go to a, an improv.
1: I appreciate the no but, Rich. Good luck. I, 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 that's right. <laughs> no. No. That's not right. I don't understand what you're saying. Rich, uh, Tim, what do we got next? So uh, you guys know what time it is? What time is it, Timmy? What time is it? It's is it uh, about 9.19. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that. I'll tell you what. One thing about that joke never gets old. It's very timely.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, is it red show time? it's Rocho time the game that's sweeping the nation Da-da-da-da-da.
2: I'm so mad Instagram doesn't have the anti-rocho theme song for whenever I post the rocho stuff on Instagram
1: so uh, anyway, for those of you who have never uh, have never listened to our show before and are interested in what we're going to do here, we're going to take a look at a, an item that was appraised on the popular PBS program Antiques Roadshow. We're going to try and guess what the item is, what its function is, and how much it costs. So, uh, so Sean, what are we looking at here?
0: We are looking at, it looks like uh, a... Like a pot of some kind. But it it looks like a jawbreaker. Honestly. <laughs> like the inside of a jawbreaker. That oh, the has color been... scheme.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um But it just looks like it just looks like a pot. It's yeah, swirly. It, it looks yeah, like it's it, made yeah. of clay.
1: I don't actually it's, see a slot at the top though. Maybe it's just the, yeah, the angle. it just there's, there's it
0: just it looks like there's a handle, but I don't
1: yeah. I don't
2: necessarily see a li- like a lid. But Maybe that, that there's that there's small sh- like if groove. you if you zoom in you can see a groove. There is a lid to it. Okay. Like that little handle pops open. Yeah. Uh, so it's like a like a jar, like a cookie jar or something mm. like that. With uh, marble coloring, uh, white and beige and blue. Yeah. Like
3: it- it looks like if you took multiple kinds of clay, mm-hmm. uh, of different colors, mm-hmm. and just started kneading them together, but didn't completely mix them, and then stretched it out or formed this bowl.
1: Yeah, it almost mm-hmm. looks like wood grain. Yeah, that's as pattern.
3: It's really cool looking. Yeah, it is.
1: All right, what do you think its function is? Or I guess what makes it notable? Why is that? Why is this particular this particular pot or or jar interesting?
3: Because it's parody. Yeah,
0: it, it looks it looks Native American, mm-hmm. so it probably I don't know. It just seems it just seems Native American to me for lack of uh, a
1: <laughs> for lack of picking a specific tribe. I'm just gonna say Algonquin.
3: It's
1: Algonquin. <laughs> I mean, jar. I'm I'm just
3: gonna go with uh, it's normal American. <laughs> normal
1: American. <laughs> 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 what, is, is, is from like Gary, Indiana. <laughs> Uh, Professor Har- Professor Harold Hill uh, made this this bad boy while he was selling trombones.
3: Yeah, just mi- middle of the country, turn of the century. Yeah, Dude, I don't fucking know. I'm just it's spitting a, out s- words. Simple Harold, it's a loves jar. making jars. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool looking jar. It looks yeah. like it's made out of clay.
1: Simple Harold loves two things: his family and his jars. Um, what uh, what I like you... about it? Yeah.
3: Oh, sorry, I was going to say what I like about it. In, in addition to the color, is it like, normally all these kinds of jars, uh, well, not these kind of jars, but, like, I can't tell if that's just the clay or different clays or if that's a glaze, but it doesn't look like a glaze.
1: It does not look like mm. a glaze.
3: So, maybe the Native American thing is probably closer.
1: How much do y'all think this jar is worth? <sighs> I'm going to say two grand.
0: Two grand. Woof.
1: Yeah. Healthy bet here.
0: Um, I'm gonna say five
2: thousand dollars.
1: Cool, five G's.
2: Mm-hmm. I'll go with uh, seven hundred fifty bucks.
1: Okay.
3: Uh, I mean, if it if it's if it's Native American, I'm probably gonna think closer to Sean's number. Mm-hmm but I don't think it is. But what if it's regular ass American? <laughs> it, it's regular ass American. <laughs> yeah. Um 5 hundred.
1: 5 hundred. So we got 500, 750, 2 grand and 5 grand. All right. We have a script here as well who wants to be part of the Brosé players this week. I'll jump in there.
0: I'll do the other one.
1: All right. Uh you want to be the guest of the appraiser, Sean?
0: I'll be the appraiser.
1: All right, then I will be the guest. And action, me. <clears throat> all I know about this piece is that it's nil oak. Uh, It's called a humidor, and it has been in my dad's family. Uh, his mom had it in Elaine, Arkansas, because we're all from here. He remembers it as early as 1940.
0: Indeed, this is a humidor. How, how can you tell it's a humidor?
1: That I do not know. <laughs> from the lid.
0: <laughs> That's a dead giveaway of a humidor is when you have a lid that's pierced and hollow and you would be putting a sponge in there, a wet sponge. Okay. That would keep the contents moist. We don't see a lot of uh, Niloac humidors. The name Niloak is actually kaolin spelled backwards. Kaolin is one of the important ingredients when you're making pottery. Niloac was, was in business in Benton, Arkansas. Correct they started doing this line this particular line of hand-drawn swirled pieces of all of these different clays together mhm there's no glaze here these are all clays that are swirled together and hand-thrown they started doing this in the teens just early teens about 1910 they did that for several decades and they needed probably and they needed probably at the end of the 30s I assume it's ended probably at hmm. the end of the 30s. Uh, this is a very nice example. So sometimes you see them and they're a little bit more plain. They have fewer colors. You have a good mix here of the blues and the sort of coppery red and the ivory. It's very nice. These days, an Illawack humidor like this in this line, which is called Missionware.
1: Okay, Missionware.
0: Would probably go at auction for about four to $600. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, it would have been more than that. It may have been even twice as much.
1: End scene. $400, $600 for the Nilouac Humidor. And uh, that's also, incidentally, the amount of money I would pay to hear Sean say Nilouac one more time. NILUAC, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and, then they, and then they went backwards on and they me. They went backwards. They said it like 6,000 <laughs> times. <laughs> this guy just loves saying that word. So congratulations, Tim. You did it. Smack dab in the middle. Right there. Nailed it. Oh, Dead center. Really for, for,
2: for getting it correct, you get a Niliwak humidor. How many cigars can it hold?
1: Uh, it doesn't three, look two. big
3: enough to hold a cigar. <laughs> it, it, like, it looks like you would just have a bunch of like the little stogie guys. It's like, I don't want those.
1: bunch of cigarillos. <laughs> Actually,
3: those would probably be better. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of cigarillos. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Some of those like, are disgusting little things. Okay. All right, that's everything we have, right, Tim? That is it. Anyone have a closing thought or a take for this episode? I'm actually drawing a blank on one now. I might have one by the next episode, but, uh, but I had a I couple ideas bouncing around. We can end this one. We this one went a little bit long because of our, our awesome Afghanistan conversation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm a, my, my closing take is be kind, rewind. It's uh, I mean, not really pertinent to 2021 audiences anymore, but Tim, but I appreciate the sentiment.
2: I, I love it because the kids are not going to understand.
1: Yeah. The kids. All, all, all those yeah, kids listen kids to our listen show? listen to this show. Yeah. Our target demographic is, like, specifically between the ages of 30 and 33. <laughs> uh, Tim, if people want to find out more about Be Kind Rewind, where can they find you on Twitter? At Tim R. Hansen. How about you, Sean? At Hey, it's SOB. And you, Reg?
2: At B underscore Walnuts.
1: You can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast is on Twitter at brose underscore podcast. It's on Facebook at brose podcast. And it's on Instagram at brose underscore podcast. You can listen to our show anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold. And if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air, email it to brosayquestions at gmail.com. That's brosayquestions.com at gmail.com special thanks as always to mary o'brien who compiles our questions to tess riley who edits our show to shannon vogel who designed our world famous logo uh shannon's work can be found at shannon vogel photography and art on facebook and on etsy.com and our theme music is when by steven siebert you can listen to steven's work at the free music archive all right guys it is time for some plugs uh rich sweeten what do you got going on
2: uh, check out, uh, twitch.tv slash underscore walnuts for, uh, me streaming video games Monday through Thursday from generally 7 to 10 o'clock. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter stories too, as well as I'm making my way through as many of the Metroid games that I can, only the, the side-scrolling ones. So, uh, Metroid, Metroid Super, Super Metroid, and Metroid Fusion before Metroid Jet comes out in, uh, October.
1: Uh, Have you, you played those I'll, before?
2: I've only ever played... A bit of Metroid Fusion. I've never played any other Metroid before that.
1: Fusion's a banger. Uh, Super Metroid's a banger. I never beat the first one.
2: Metroid yeah, 2 I, is very good. Uh,
1: Metroid uh, what?
0: Metroid 2. Metroid oh, I never Samus. played that one either.
2: Is that Metroid Fusion? Or would that be Super Metroid? Or is that...
0: No, that's a separate it's, game.
2: I wonder... It's not on Switch then, so... I'll it's like no, a, it's game uh, Boy. it was on Game Boy. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's... Uh, Metroid 1 is fucking nuts, man. It's hard uh i i don't know where to go i need to download a map um but you can also follow uh one quest uh, you can just really go to uh www.one-quest.com and you can find all our socials on there keep an eye out for uh pod the, the the podcast we do as well as the eventual um bonus action tabletop podcast that me and sean on are are going to be on where we play D
1: hell yeah and Sean, you also throw some Frisbees, correct?
0: I do throw some Frisbees at OBDiscGolf everywhere except uh, Instagram, where it's OB underscore disc Golf.
1: Tim, let's talk real quick about our friends at the Anchor Persons podcast. Greg and Gene, what are what are those guys up to? They're too funny, guys. Um,
3: oh my God, Greg and Gene over at Anchor Persons. Uh, if you want a new show, but you hate new shows, then this is a perfect new show by people who hate new shows. Or some like description mm-hmm. of that. Uh, so these guys coming from, uh, the, the, the Southeast of the Northwest, I think is how they try to describe it. I don't remember. Uh, great senses of humor. They're going to talk about all the, the entertaining stories that you didn't know you needed to know. You have got weird ass sports from around the world, which just prove the point that, uh, all a sport is, is somebody doing something stupid and then being like, I bet I could do it better and then coming up with rules for it uh yeah so if you like our brand of humor you'll love these guys they're only about 10 years older than us but you wouldn't tell uh you wouldn't be able to tell so uh yeah listen to a bunch of vegetarians and people who can't drink much uh talk about hilarious things
1: I've got something that I'm going to plug real quick because I, I, the exact release date is going to be to be determined, but uh, I have a new podcast coming out called the taste fakers podcast. That's uh, with a, a guy you guys, you might be aware of uh, the fellow named Alex Casnell. Uh, Alex and I are going to be doing a music podcast. Uh, we have our first episode in the can and it's coming out soon. If you ever wondered what the connection is between uh, just to throw out a random example, Def Leppard and Andrew W.K., uh, or a couple other albums from across history, you want to listen to the Taste Fakers podcast. Alex and I are going to take two albums each week, and we're going to discuss the the connection that you may or may not be aware of between the two albums. So we're going to talk about the history of the albums, talk about the music itself, uh, and uh, just you know, have some good time, listen to some some good tunes. So the Taste Fakers podcast be available available on most major podcasting platforms uh, and again our very first episode is going to be it's it's a fun one uh, it's hysteria by Def Leppard and I get wet by Andrew WK covering all <laughs> our bases it's gonna be great yeah. man
2: I Dude. love that concept I'm it's, definitely a subscriber
1: it's a uh it's it's a, we got a slate of episodes so we're we're, we're 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 the exact release date is to be determined but we have one episode in the bag and we got another one that we're planning uh, that we're recording in about a week, and uh, it's 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 it's. It, listen, if you if you just like if you like music, you like fun factoids, you like hearing a couple of jamokes discuss the connections between two albums. This is the one to listen to. Taste fakers. All right, guys, say goodbye to the gentle listeners.
0: Bye. Bye. Deuces
1: for Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien and the entire Action Mues team. Ooh. Mute Tim Hansen for everyone in the call? Only (laughs) Tim Hansen can unmute themselves. Hmm. Uh Oh, that's weird. Bummer. Uh, My name is Matt Kasdan. I'm reminding you all to be smart about being stupid.
0: welcome to a post-credit scene brought to you by me, your editor, Tess. I would like to clarify a piece of blasphemy that was spoken about me. I made one Firefly reference at that improv show, one, and I was probably like 13. All right, I was young. Maybe, t- maybe like 11 or 12, honestly. Sean's a liar.